Welcome to the Level Up Infection Prevention Podcast with Michelle and India. We are your team with one mission, creating champions in infection prevention. My name is India Chance, a dental hygienist, a compliance consultant for Learn to Prevent, and an overall infection control nerd. And my name is Michelle Strange, dental hygienist, co-founder of A Tale of Two Hygienists podcast, lover of dentistry and all things infection prevention. Welcome to season two. We're glad you're here. Well, welcome back to another episode in season two. Uh, We are tackling innovative, unique products that we think everybody, but especially the infection control coordinator should know about. I am Michelle. And I'm India. And in this episode, we are chatting with Mike Rust from ProEdge. Mike, welcome to the podcast. Thank you both for having me. It's an honor to be talking to you guys. Oh, it's our, our pleasure. We'll, yeah, but you got but you're legend, but you're both legendary, you know. Michelle's <laughs> India might be legendary, and I'm infamous. That's true. That's right. Is it appropriate for me to ask where in the world is Michelle Strange today? Yeah, today, <laughs> as of the end of 2019. before the pandemic. No. Uh, at end of 2021, I am in New Orleans, and I actually just went into a practice. Um, we ordered waterline testing, and I was showing them. I had one paddle uh, of, that I could dig out of my uh, trailer that's filled with my life and all of my dental products, and we did one early test, and I was like, this is how you're going to do it. And everybody's like, oh, this is so easy. So once I get my waterline testing, my test quick pass, I'm going to do it. And that's what we're going to be talking about today is waterline. And I'd love to learn more about uh, how that went for you, Michelle. And and I'm going to ask India a few times, too, about, because I know she gets her fingers wet, her gloved fingers wet occasionally, too. (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. So tell us about ProEdge. What is y'all's mission and what products do we all need to know about? Well, ProEdge Dental Water Labs is the largest water testing laboratory, dental water testing laboratory in the world, which sounds really impressive, but we're really just the size of a successful dental office, right? We're not that big of a company, um, we, uh, but we do get water samples. We've been doing it for a decade or so, so a lot longer. We've been doing it before people cared, right? <laughs> you know, as much as they care now. So, um, but every day, the FedEx truck shows up every morning with a couple of hundred uh, water samples from a couple of hundred dental offices across America, uh, and we and we test their water, we, and we incubate them for seven days, or we use our new flow cytometer to read them right away, and then we send people their results. We post we post their results to our dashboard and call them. If there's a failure on there, we call them. So what we mostly what we do is we help people get good get better results, get, make sure that their water is safe. The goal, our goal is to make sure that people sleep good at night knowing that their water is safe and that they've got the documentation. And if they have the documentation that their water is safe, then they're, then they're protecting their practice, their reputation, and their business. All of which is what you guys are very good at too, right? That's kind of what India does when she's working with people is making sure that they're protected, right? Not just their patients, but their business as well. So 
Um, that's kind of our mission. Our, our, we're, uh, we're kind of driven. Our culture is such that we, we really like helping people. I'm in the sales department, so I'm, it's not. I, it wouldn't hurt if you wanted to buy some of our products. That's okay with me, you know. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yes, I th our, we really are kind of a mission-driven company. Our goal, our goal is to just help people uh, sleep better, knowing that they're protected. And why are we worried about the unit water lines? That's a great question. Um, it's a loaded question, right? <laughs> it is a loaded question. Well, the short answer is we weren't until relatively recently when we learned that contaminated dental water lines are a health risk to the general population. Right before these recent outbreaks in Anaheim and Atlanta and the lawsuits that created awareness, before those things, we nobody thought that healthy children could become very sick from contaminated dental water lines. We knew that immunocompromised patients could become ill. Uh, there was the woman, the, the documented case of the woman in Italy who died from Legionella. So uh, we do, we did know that there were potential problems, but we didn't know what could happen. And when, when the first one happened in Atlanta, we thought it, maybe it was a fluke. And then the second one happened, which was dramatically bigger in Anaheim. Uh, we knew that something's going on. So what we know is that delinquent water lines have an engineering problem. They're too small and the water sits stagnant for 23 and a half hours a day. And there's no really simple engineering fix. You could say, let's just make the hoses bigger, the dental water lines bigger. Well, you could make it as big as a fire hose, but it wouldn't be very ergonomic, would it? Be kind of tricky for an assistant, a hygienist, or a dentist to hold an air water syringe that looks like a fire hose. <laughs> but that might solve the engineering problem of small diameter lumens uh, and water that sits stagnant in there for 23 and a half hours a day. But those little water lines are the perfect petri dish to grow biofilm. Most of that biofilm is non-pathogenic. You can drink it all day long, but you ought not to be doing invasive dental procedures or surgeries. Maybe not. Right? Because there are three pathogens that grow very well in delinquent water lines that are untreated. And that is Pseudomonas, which you guys are familiar with, Legionella, and this new one, Mycobacterium abscessus, which has got over 230 children, has made them very ill, caused lots of surgeries, lots of hospitalizations, lots of anxiety, and lots of lawsuits, which will create awareness. Uh, next year, they'll probably be in the news again. It'll be a black eye for dentistry. It'll probably be a black eye for corporate dentistry. These were DSOs. Mm -hmm. So that's why we, that's the why of it. And that's, you know, that's the why that keeps us coming to work every day and making sure that we're doing what we can to make sure that this doesn't happen, you know, again. Mm -hmm. And so this really, though, before, you know, because the Anaheim happened in 2016 and like Atlanta happened, I think, you said like a couple years. Yep, 2015. A year yep. before that. Yeah. But this has really been recommended since the guidelines came out for oral health settings in 2003, right? Dr. Shannon Mills and the CDC committee, they all came together. So it's really something that we should have been doing for years now. Right. And that's, the, and that's exactly right. And, and some people have, just like they follow all those other CDC guidelines that you guys are experts in. Um, that's absolutely true. 
they uh, it's a should have. They should have been doing it. We right. should be doing this. It's something you should be doing. It is best practices, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. and now it's becoming more I, more than I that. I would even say not to interrupt you, but I feel like that's standard of care. Yeah, I feel like I was that's where that people get a little um, in their heads, like. Uh, well, that's just that's like the, the the top of the top. That's cream of the crop. That's you know very uh, bougie practices doing like all the things right. And I'm like, no, this is bare minimum. <laughs> so, yeah. Bare minimum. Can yeah, I, can, yeah. I'm gonna steal that, Michelle. I think. Hey, please. Oh, yes. If you want your water to be bougie, you want you want safe water is only for the snootiest dental offices well i mean it goes in line with uh only good oral health and stuff like teeth are luxury bones for the wealthy so now water lines are clean water is only for the bougiest of practices right pretty great there could be yeah there could be a pretty good comic strip or something so it'd be some good uh whatever satirical comments i mean it really could like if you really like um would i like to go to the practice that has the swamp water or would i like to go over here that has you know filtered very clean drinking water i'm like yes that should not be the option Uh, It's hard to make this a glamorous topic. It's hard to make this as fun as, you know, we don't put any money into the dental, in a dentist's pocket, right? Sure. There is, welcome is, to infection control as, welcome whole, as to a whole. Infection, <laughs> right. I, I've been <laughs> right. in infection control since before the last pandemic. So, mm-hmm. right, we, <laughs> and, 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 and we should pat ourselves on the back as healthcare, dental healthcare professionals because all the stuff we did, all the things we learned, you know, during the AIDS scare, we started sterilizing our hand pieces and wearing gloves, masks, and protect PPE. We started paying attention to proper disinfection. And it served us so well that when COVID started and, they, uh, and this, the Labor Department said the three da- most dangerous occupations in America are hygienists, dental assistants, and dentists, and there was no breakouts. There was no... Right? There was no clusters of infection in dental health care workers. Gee, I guess it kind of worked. Right? So good for us. Um, this is, but this is, <laughs> I hope, the last new thing we have to do for a while. Until the next one comes, of course. But, you know, for this is, uh, so back in the 80s, everybody had to do a bunch of things differently. Now we're, there's only one more thing they, they probably, well, there's probably a couple more things, but, you know, by and large, this is one of the bigger ones, learning to make sure that your water is safe because we've learned that just doing things the way we always did them uh, puts us at risk. So true. And so you guys have, I mean, ProEdge is a, a, a beautiful resource for people. So even if you're like, I don't even know where to start, ProEdge has got you kind of taken care of and that side, that, that's the end of it. What is the actual process that everyone should be doing with their water lines? 
That's a great question and another loaded one. But, uh, uh, yes, I like those. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the short answer is if, uh, you know, I wish there was a short answer. I wish there was a product that you just plug in and it would do all of this stuff for us. Wish I'd, you know, if I was a dentist, I'd just spend, can I spend 20 grand and be done with this? And the answer is yes and no. You can spend 20 grand, but you ain't done with it because you still need to, you still need to test and you still need to treat. Hopefully you, it wouldn't be cool if there was a product that just did the treating. Well, here's what we've learned. If you're going to treat patients with water, you have to treat them with water that is drinkable. And to do that, you have to put a low-level disinfectant in there unless you like shocking your water lines every week, every week, right? When we first started in this, it learned, when we first learned about this, and India, you said it well, uh, Shannon Mills and Eve Cooney and all the people at, uh, at OSAP that developed those early guidelines basically said we need, to, we need to use water that meets the drinking water standard. Um, but you, to do that, you gotta, you know, you've got to come up with some kind of product that works. And the first products that came out were what they call shock products. There's several of them out there, commercial products out there. And they were all called weekly shock products because we learned that if you shock your water lines on Monday morning, the water is safe until about Thursday afternoon because it takes about 96 hours for the biofilm to start reattaching to the line. So you can go a week without using a tablet or a straw. Most of the people that are listening to this are, going to use a are using a tablet or a straw now. And because we've learned that when you use a tablet or a straw to treat your water, you buy yourself more time between shocks. You don't have to shock 52 times a year. You only have to shock four or maybe two times a year, but probably more than never, right? Uh, more than exactly. So, I, oh, actually, India, you speaking of you know with <laughs> hands-on experience, I think of you. You're calling me every couple of weeks, and Mike, I'm in an office, and we're doing this. You're doing this all the time, right? You, yeah. you really are. You're in the trenches, or maybe there's a better metaphor than trenches. <laughs> no, it really feels like the trenches, the trenches. sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely feels like the trenches. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, when I'm in these offices, it's just like you said, like, can a dentist pay $20,000 and be done? And the answer is yes and no. It's so true because there's so many factors that are involved here, like where the geographical location of the office is, um, you know, what municipal water supply do they have access to? Do they have the reservoir or bottles? Are they using straws? Are they using tablets? Do they have a main filter system? Are they using distilled water? Like, it's so many factors that are in play here. Like, how, like, exactly where is the operatory located in the practice? I mean, there's so many different things that um, can affect uh, safe, you know, a water line being safe or not, right? Oh, yes. And, like, what is their protocol? Are they, you know, it, it's just so many things. So you're absolutely right with that. And when you are in the trenches, that's why I'm always calling you because there's always, you know, it's always really a different it, scenario. It, it's when, true. When there's, you walk into an office. It's it, absolutely right. And that, so what it takes is kind of a, men, a, a mentality or a culture of safety 
And that's what you guys always are talking about, right? A culture of safety. Um, once you have that, then you then you don't mind doing one more thing. I mean, because if I was a dentist, I'd be the jerk. Right. I'd be the guy that says, oh, I have to put a tablet in every day. Oh, I have to <laughs> refill my bottle every time it gets <laughs> Right. That's a bunch of baloney. I don't want to do any of that. Right. I want to do dentistry where I make money and go home, right? Right. But, what I've met and what you guys have met are wonderful people who say, oh, I can do that. That's just one more thing. I just, I'll just write every week, every quarter. I shock my water lines on the first day of the quarter. I use the tablet or the straw every day like we always do. And I test on the last day of the quarter and I get good results. I put it in my OSHA binder um, and I'm protected. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's not, I wish it was, you know, I wish there was a, an easier solution, but it really does. You know, to, if you want to beat bugs, bugs are going to win because low tech always beats high tech, right? And exactly. there's nothing more low tech than biofilm. It is just <laughs> relentless. Yeah. Relentless. It is relentless. You know, you said something that I, I don't think any of us, I guess, really think about, and that was how much our water lines sit yeah. throughout the day, 23 and a half hours. Like you, well, and maybe if you're using Cavitrons or Ultrasonics and ProVjets, maybe that's, it is more active, but ultimately it's the bulk of the day where our water and our lines are just sitting at little incubators, little reservoirs for biofilm to grow and mature and, create problems right and the math is pretty easy to do on that have you ever taken have you ever taken a full bottle of water and just hit the air water syringe until the bottle ran dry mm -hmm. it takes between 7 and 14 minutes which mean, and most people don't use a bottle of water a day, which means that their water is flowing for no more than 14 minutes a day out of 24 hours. That's way less than 1% of the time, mm -hmm. right? And, and by the way, that's one line. While you're using that cabotron right, or that scaler. Right, exactly. Right? So you're using exactly. the, the scaler, the water moves a lot more often, but it right. moves a lot slower. You know, they don't use that much water. In fact, you right. know this. I think I know India knows this, but I mean, you might not, Michelle. It's kind of a fun fact that scalers, cavitrons, all those piezo-type devices, ultrasonic devices, mm -hmm. fail 50% more often than air water syringes or high-speed handpiece lines. Why, you'd think, it, wait, isn't the water moving more? Yes, and, but it's moving slower, and the lines are three times to five times as long. They're longer, and yeah. It's harder to shock. Guy, I've made every mistake there is to make trying to shock a Cavitron. I'm telling you, it's tricky. So, um, yes, it's a, it, you're absolutely right. Um, so you, so that's there's a myriad. There's all. <laughs> India's learning something new every week, and so are we, because yeah. there's just so much to learn about this, and it's, um, <laughs> whatever, it's never a dull moment, I guess, but. Um. So, so share with us, Mike, kind of what you guys, you know, the latest kind of product that you guys have to help practices uh, find out, you know, the status of their lines and if they're delivering, you know, safe water. What's the latest product that you guys have? And how does it work? So the, app, the the most recent is the flow cytometer, which basically counts the bugs 
before we grow them so you get your results the next day. You still, so this is a mail-in water test, right? And, if, and, and most people are starting to learn that they put, they keep one of these kits on hand. They just leave it, they have it in their office, ready to go. You could almost think of it like a fire extinguisher that's behind glass. Remember the fire extinguishers that were behind glass that said, in case of fire, break glass, yeah. and, right? Yeah. That's in case of a failed water test, break this glass and use this flow kit, shock your water lines, send it to Pro Edge, and tomorrow you can reopen that operatory knowing your water lines are safe. It's pretty cool. That's our, it's called flow, and it's float. We use a flow cytometer to count the bugs before they actually grow. They count every cell, whether they're alive or dead or damaged, and then there's a very complicated algorithm that matches up nicely with the gold standard, which is R2A, and it gets you results that are very similar to the seven-day results, but without waiting seven days. And we know community health clinics will close an operatory after a failed water test and not reopen it until they get a passing result, which takes, at minimum, seven days, and if they take some two shocks, it might take them 14 days. That's a lot of lost productivity. So, so flow is a pretty cool thing. But we have another product that's only two years old that is extremely popular, and you guys are both experts at it. That's Quick Pass. And I wanted to ask you um, about your experience with it and what, what are the most common questions that both of you get when you're out there showing people how to do it yourself. Quick Pass is the in-office water test. You can do it yourself. It takes three days, essentially, of incubation at room temperature, and then it's pretty easy to read. But you can, I think people like the privacy you know, even of, of doing it themselves, of no one else even seeing the result in case there, if there's any failures, no one saw it but me. But the truth is, if you mail your samples into our lab, it's 100% confidential too. <laughs> but we, you know, I don't know, there's some human nature thing there. Uh, uh, that yeah, I think that's com pretty common with compliance. Like people want to keep things in-house and kind of fix everything before, you know, they don't want to advertise, you know, what's not right in the practice. Um, I think for me, one of the biggest questions that I always receive is, can you do with the quick pass? Can you do, do you need one quick pass per line? And so just having the conversation with them about, no, you could do a pooled sample and it could be one quick pass per operatory. Um, that's one of the biggest questions that I, that I get. Um, and they're relieved when they uh, are told, no, you can have one test per operatory. Of course, a lot of the dentists are excited about that. <laughs> is it per operatory or is it per water bottle in the operatory? Well, okay. I just wanted to make sure I great, heard. Yeah. That's a great yeah. question. And there's a, there's a little bit of ambiguity. We're diving pretty deep into the weeds. You guys are always asking yeah. the toughest yeah. questions. But, <laughs> but um, uh, the state of Washington says you can use pooled, combined, or commingled samples. In the, they just passed legislation that goes into effect probably by the time people December. hear December. Yeah, December yeah. 1st of this year. So, uh, of 2021. So, 2021. Right, so, right, every, in, in the state of Washington, you must, a dental, a dentist shall test his water lines, every line, every 90 days. You may use combined samples or commingled samples and you can mix them together. The intent of their, of the way they, of that language is that they don't, 
They don't want you to take one sample from your entire office of 64 operatories and put a, a drop in from each of each one of them. But if you've got a room or an operatory that has a, two dental units, right? There's one at the doctor side and there's one either at the assistant side or at 12 o'clock or something like that. Um, they're saying you can combine samples from that operatory or that unit. We generally tell people that you want to test every bottle separately because if you make if, if there is a failure, you don't know which line caused the failure. You're going to have to you're going to shock them all anyway and you're going to retest and you keep retesting if you have to test individually and the state of Washington says test them all individually after a failure to figure out which ones need to be shocked more than the other ones, but it's just a good idea to shock them all anyway. Although, as part of the troubleshooting process, you want to find out which one's the troublemaker or which ones are the troublemakers. Um, but I, that's a great question, and India, we get, it is the number one question. <laughs> and, and, and it makes yeah. sense. We, we, can we save money? You betcha, you can save money. And OSAP says it's okay. Um, all the smart people who wrote these requirements say it's okay. And here's what happened. We did a bunch, we looked at a whole bunch of data, and we've learned that a false positive or a false negative from a combined sample is really unlikely. In fact, yeah. Generally speaking, if you're treating your water, you're at zero, it's colony forming units, and if you're losing the battle, biofilm is usually winning by a long shot. So the average yeah. failure is in the 30,000 CFUs per milliliter range. How often do we get samples that, uh, that, that test between 200 CFUs and 500 CFUs? 3% of the time. So it's just not likely that uh, a combined sample is going to make you give you false hope or tell you to shock when you shouldn't. It's, right? If there's any, if there's any bacteria at all, if there's any biofilm at all, clean it. You can get to zero. Zero is good. Anything more than zero means shock. You know, if you're over 500, shock and retest. But if you're close, just shock. You know, yeah. and, and clean that lines. You don't no need to retest. But yeah, that's a. It's a really good point, and it's a, it is. It's the most common question we get. And I would say, as somebody who documented, video documented my journey for the very first time of doing the waterline testing and shocking and everything, um, some of the little things that got me were, were really simple little things that I think after doing the testing a time or two, you kind of work out, and it's not, it wouldn't take, you as long my first time took me long because I had to learn how to adjust the water in like every room you know like the water coming through the hand the the handpiece lines um I, I like it's those little details I'm like I don't even know what this unit's different than the one I work in every day and so now I got to figure out how like and is this one even working is this line dead or is it just not getting like is it not turned all the way up it's like one of those things like it was outside of figuring out how to work the units and all the operatories, it was so, so simple. I also made the mistake of assuming my Cavitron or my ultrasonic, I think that was just a regular ultrasonic, was tied into my water bottle. <laughs> yes, that, Michelle, that. Oh. Yep. That, Michelle, mm -hmm. yes. And wait, I failed wait, don't that. be laughing at Michelle. I've done no, that. But no, so it's, it's a common mistake. And it's, yes. it's something so simple because it got hooked into the back of the unit. 
And so like yes. I didn't I just assumed it was exactly. all integrated because I had a very large water bottle yes. and because I was only there a day a week I never it was like I just I'm, you know what they say about assuming right and I tested it and I fa- I could not figure out how to f- I was why I was failing this Yes <laughs> that happened in one of my um clients offices Michelle uh it was in a hygiene room and they could not figure out. And I walked in and they're like, our Cavatron. Because they, what they did was they kept failing. So they, they split all the lines up and they tested all the lines. And then they realized it was the Cavatron. And they were like freaking out. And I walked in and I, I like leaned over. I'm like, oh, well, it's there. Like, oh, my God, we didn't even realize. But it's not, that it was that, it's, it's not, not obvious. It's not obvious that the Cavatron isn't plumbed to the water bottle. Right. In fact, right. I think the assumption we all should make is that they're not, because they are right. not plumb to the water bottle, mm-hmm. uh, especially for the first 10 years of the existence of a Cavatron. Of a Cavatron right. And even if there's a quick connect to the unit, that mm-hmm. the, the, other, the other side of that quick connect does not go to the water bottle. It goes directly to city water. Right, I, exactly. I was shocking so with the pink stuff one time, and no pink stuff ever came out of the Cavatron. <laughs> right. I, I was shocking with bleach once, and bleach, I could never smell the bleach. So I filled the water bottle with the hottest water I could to see if I could feel the hot water coming out of the Cavatron. It never came out. I'm going like, how is it cooling off? And the answer was, I wasn't getting water from the bottle. I was getting water from the city of Parker, Colorado, or wherever I was, learning the hard way that Cavatrons are usually not even plumbed to the water bottle even when it looks like they are so there's a lot of service technicians for patterson shine benco and all these other dental supply companies a lot of these service technicians are retrofitting those lines to make sure that the cavatron can be plumbed to the water bottle and once you do that boom you can shock it in and have clean water you can have a passing water test result in 10 minutes right or you can shock with a commercial product and and you're on your way you're on your way to clean water so, Mike, and I've heard you guys say this before, but um, you guys really promote that having a bottle or slash reservoir system uh, is really the safest or th- really the only way to really it's, uh, it's, it's control the, only, the It's the only the easy way I know. Mm-hmm. It, the only easy way I know. If you fail a water test and you don't have a water bottle, I don't know what to tell you. I can mm-hmm. tell you that a service technician can come out and shock your water lines. That's going to cost you a service call at a couple hundred bucks an hour. And if you want to do that every time you fail a water test, you don't need a water bottle. We love water <laughs> bottles. Yeah. <laughs> right. Now, now, can you speak to uh, another common question I get is, well, why do we have to test because we use distilled water? Oh, that's a great one. Oh, that's a good one. You know what happened there, too? And we've had more doctors say, I learned to do this as a resident. This is what we did as a resident. And then they were appalled to see that their water tests were not very good. They said, we just put (laughs) distilled water in. That's how we learned to do it. Uh, I'm really embarrassed that... uh, 
the school I went to taught us that. But what you know, what are you going to do? Um, the, uh, and that was probably state of the art at one time. But now we know better. Now we know more. And that is distilled water grows biofilm a little bit faster than municipal tap water. That's got a little chlorine goes a long way. Um, yeah. It's statistically insignificant, but municipal tap water has chlorine, and it it will slow the growth of biofilm not nearly enough you still got you still got a shock with a strong chemical and you got to use a dental waterline treatment whether it's a tablet or a straw chlorine's not enough but the idea but it is enough to get the water that comes out of your faucet at your house or your dental office right it is enough so the water that comes out of your faucet meets the drinking water standard 99% of the time but once it once that safe water goes into a dental water line, that's because it's the line. It's the line, and that's where I think that it, that people don't they hear water and they think, well, I'm putting good water into it, and you forget it's it's aseptic aseptic technique, right? <laughs> it don't matter if that instrument was sterile if I dragged it through the dirt before I put it in the patient's mouth. <laughs> it is not. Sterile. <laughs> I love that. That's so exactly. That is so true. That's, That's really true. good analogy too. Yeah, my I went to an oral surgeon. He was bragging about I buy he, I buy sterile water, and I go, "That's awesome. What do you do with it?" He goes, "I pour it into this deli unit water bottle." That's never <laughs> yeah. been, I go, That's never what? been cleaned or shot. No, yeah. No. yeah. 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 Defeating yeah. the uh, sterile water purpose. I guess, too, that kind of goes along the same lines, like the distilled water um, kind of um, response. Because I've also heard, well, we have a main filtering system. Right. Like that filters every all the water that comes into our office. And so it's all clean when it's coming into the office. And so um, would you so so. Would you say with those offices, well, obviously they do need to test to make sure that the protocol that they have is working, right? Um, is there something else? Like with those main water lines or those main wa filters and stuff that there's the filter like right at the pipe when the pipe comes into the into the office. Do you are you guys just recommending, OK, yes, we're going to test, but is there more that they need to do? That's a great question, and I think we may answer. We may we may label or name this podcast. So, what happens when you assume, right? Because <laughs> with those things, you should assume that they're part of the problem and not part of the solution. And we're talking about centralized systems that deionize or have a reverse osmosis or some kind of filter. We call them centralized systems. And we actually say, we don't recommend you fill your water bottles from that unless you test it regularly. Those things are great for what they're designed to do if they're designed to create water for your autoclave, right? Remove all the total dissolved solids. They do that. They do that very well. And they remove all the inorganic material. And then the water sits in a reservoir where organic material reproduces like a biofilm party and makes it worse than regular municipal tap water, which works really very well with most of these tablets and most of these straws. Got it. That's awesome. Well, Mike, we really do appreciate your time and knowledge in this fun conversation around water lines. Who would have thought? But <laughs> we would have thought, we know, we always have these great conversations. Um, so how do people get started with ProEdge? And is there any promos or anything um, for our listeners? 
any friend of Level Up or India Chancellor <laughs> Michelle Strange is a friend of ours. Um, yeah, we have extraordinary uh, promotions. If you just drop the name, tell us where you tell us where you heard about us. Um, we do take there is there's a couple of things we have a web there's a free quick pass sample available on our website you have to know where to go right you can you can actually go to level up you go to proedgedental backslash level up and there's a free sample there and a couple of really smoking deals if you're ready to order any product so I mean like deals that you can't get from anywhere else so that's pretty cool yeah um, and we'll put that in our show notes for everybody. So, yeah, that's true. And then just contact us. I, you know, our website, thanks for saying our website is a pretty good resource. We're, we're proud of it. We're remodeling it already, of course. I'm sure you guys are familiar with that, right? <laughs> keeping the website, keeping the website, you know, a fun current and, a f- and, current yeah. and fun. <laughs> and, yeah, absolutely. Full-time right. job. Yeah. Well, and can you also just really quickly before we wrap it up um can you just um share quickly about the complimentary coaching oh that yeah that's have, really that's probably which the is best. a pretty awesome resource it, it is it's kind of it's it's very interesting we um we help anybody get safer water by helping them get better water test results regardless of whether they're our customer or not it's kind of a weird model you know as a business it's probably you probably wouldn't learn this in business school right but what we do what we do is um, no matter what product you use the people the people that we have and you guys have met half of them Kelly and Carly and Chase and Andrew and Kelly and Mark um, these people spend all day every day helping people get better water test results but they're not Salespeople, they don't want to. They don't want to sell anything. They just like they. They're in it for the thank yous. You know, sometimes we were at a meeting last week and somebody came up and was hugging a hugging the people that helped them. That we're in it for the hugs, right? Well, I'm in sales, so I don't like I say. If you want to buy something, feel free. But um, uh, you know, the truth is, we are we're in it to we're in it to help. So yeah, we have free complimentary consultations, um, and you can just. Go to our website and click on free consultations. They're free. We're not going to sell you anything. It's not a, there's no strings attached. It's kind of weird. We're just hoping that you like us so much that you want to do business with us. And so it's kind of work and business is good. So there you go. But thanks. That's a fun question. Thanks for asking. That's awesome. Well, we really do appreciate all of your knowledge, all of your time today and to all of our ICCs and anyone listening, we hope that you are tackling your water lines ASAP. And if you already are just doing a bang up job, let us know. We'd love to hear about that too. Mike, thank you again so much. We appreciate your time. And Thanks, Mike. Over, yeah, and everybody <laughs> head over to lo- our Pro Edge. Thanks, everybody. Thank you guys both. I really appreciate it. Thank you for joining us for season two of the Level Up Infection Prevention Podcast. For more information on the importance of having an infection control coordinator in your dental practice and our fabulous training programs for this role, visit us at levelupip.com. And you can always reach us at hello at levelupip.com. And don't forget, we have season one of this podcast as a resource to you as well. We hope to see you in our ICC community soon.